Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have some awesome news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done. Latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online coming off the college hoop season, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. You've got golf, horse racing, everything and anything in between. All you have to do is head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. That's B L E A V. You can get it all at betonline.ag or your mobile device where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. So in sports, for us in the media, storytelling is absolutely crucial. And we're coming off of the big games in March. We're coming off of the Super Bowl with the NFL and St. Bonaventure University, it offers an entirely online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism for newcomers to the field, and they can cover those unbelievable stories. There are no guarantee exam requirements for admission, and you can enroll with a bachelor's degree in any field. Your love of the game and drive toward innovative storytelling finds a home at SBU. This sports journalism program can be completed in less than two years with flexibility built into this curriculum. Experienced faculty teach interviewing skills, journalistic ethics, and other essential skills for success in this profession. Many from St. Bonaventure have gone on to cover the biggest games on the biggest stages, including myself, Adrian Wojnarowski, Mike Vaccaro, Donna DeTota, and Tim Bontemps. Hey, get in touch today with an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com and learn how you can become a sports journalist. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Camillus Golf Club, Bowers and Company CPAs, and our great friends over at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Hey, make sure you head on over to Chick-fil-A. They've got a delicious breakfast with those awesome, uh, awesome burrito bowls. They've got your breakfast sandwiches. You go right into lunch with the chicken tenders, waffle fries, into dinner, all the shakes and cookies for your sweet treat desserts. It's all there at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. And hey, I know that a lot of people make it about the chicken, and they make it about maybe just the milkshakes, but Chick-fil-A, their menu goes way beyond all of that, including a grilled chicken wrap, which is delicious, and all of their gourmet made-to-order salads. So get on over to Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay if you're in and around Central New York, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. All right, usually with the appreciation podcasts, I'm going in the direction of, oh, I don't know, Tiger Woods, Shohei Otani, right? Like Alexander Ovechkin. I'm going to do one for Nolan Arenado. Okay, because I have loved watching this guy play ever since he debuted in the big leagues. Okay, I have loved watching him play. He plays probably, uh, not probably, he plays the best third base in all of baseball and has for a very long time. I think there was a two, three year stretch where Adrian Beltre might have been able to say, yeah, wait a minute now, look over here at me. But Nolan Arenado has been a, a model of consistency. You know, usually he has missed some games to injury. I mean, he has missed, wow, I didn't realize how many he's missed. His first year, 2013, he actually missed 29 games. Uh, he missed 51 the year after that. 
Then he played all but five, all but two, all but three, all but six, all but seven. Got roughed up in 2020. Oh, no, he didn't. It was a corona year. Uh, played 48, so he missed uh, 12 there. And then the last two seasons, he's been ultra durable. So really, he's been he's been freaking unbelievably durable for the last eight, nine years, really. I mean, 2014 was really the, 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 the last season where he just, you know, had a ton of games sort of, um, you know, that, that, that he didn't play in. But uh, mostly a terrific, terrific durable career. It was just those first two years. That really says a lot about a guy and his work ethic and his commitment and all the rest. And obviously he was in Colorado for a long time. And now he's, you know, playing for one of the best run organizations in all of pro sports um, with the St. Louis Cardinals. And <clears throat> he's just a joy to watch. You know, he's a two, he's a, uh, a, uh, a 289 lifetime hitter. He's going to pass a thousand RBI this year. Some milestones. I mean, there's some big milestones for him this year. He's going to pass a uh, thousand RBI. He's going to pass 300 home runs. He's going to pass uh, very well. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to pass 1600 hits. He should pass eight, uh, 900 runs scored. Um, he should pass, you know, some big time, big time uh, marks here, you know, this upcoming season. And, you know, when you look at him in the MVP uh, category, he's never won one, but he finished third last year. Uh, you could have made an argument for him last year, especially the way he plays defense. Uh, other years finished MVP, uh, eighth for MVP, fifth, fourth, third, and sixth. Um, you know, but what we're dealing with here is a guy who's, uh, let's see, he's 31. He's probably got another five to seven great years if he can stay healthy ahead of him. Uh, five-time Silver Slugger, seven-time All-Star, six-time Platinum Glove, 10-time Gold Glove. I don't think right now his career is on a Hall of Fame trajectory, but I think there is a possibility that he could get there because of how spectacular. And I'm saying, like, when I say Hall of Fame, I mean, like, solidified, no questions asked that he's, he's, he's Hall of Famer, you know? Not Alan Trammell or, you know, Barry Larkin or Andre Dawson or Scott Rowland. You know, we shouldn't have to think about the Hall of Fame. You're either absolutely in and then you want to go off the ballots from there, be my guest, but it should be a slam dunk deal, right? Not Bruce Suter, not Hoyt Wilhelm, you know, not all these guys, not Kirby Puckett, okay, not Bill Mazurowski, not Phil Rizzuto. I'm talking about bonafide slam dunk freaking Hall of Famer. Take the basketball and dunk it through with authority that that is a Hall of Famer. Nolan Arenado, I think he's he's on the trajectory and he's he would be a guy who, if his hitting stats stay the way they are, I would say is a no doubt about it type Hall of Fame guy because his offense probably is going to go down as greater than Brooks Robinson. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but when you look at Brooks Robinson's career stats, he doesn't blow you away offensively. He's in the Hall of Fame probably 70% because of his defense. Now, still a great career offensively. I mean, for a freaking third baseman, 1,300-plus RBI, right? He had a 267 batting average. He had 268 home runs. Arenado's already got 31 more than he does, and he's still probably got six to eight years to go. He's got 2,800-plus hits. This is Brooks Robinson now again. His war, 78.5. Wow. Okay? Now, career war for Nolan Arenado He's on pace to surpass that. He had a 7.9 war last year. He's got a 52.2 for his whole career. I think he's going to have a huge 2023. I really do. 
Um, but when you watch him play, listen, hits for average, hits for power. You can move him around the lineup. He is spectacular at fielding. There's no other way to say it. Spectacular. He's been the best third baseman in the game for my money for a long, long, long time. You know, and you look at some of his numbers, the put-out numbers, the run saved, all that stuff. It is mind-boggling how good this guy has been, you know, um, at the hot corner. And, and we're dealing with a guy, too, who's, you know, I mean, like I said, hits for power, hits for average. I mean, he's he's finished number one in total bases in the NL twice. He's finished twice number one uh, in runs batted in. He's finished third, excuse me, he's finished first three times in home runs in the National League. You know, he's finished uh, first in double plays turned at third base, three, six, eight. His range factor out of this world, you know? So when you look at him and then you compare him to like Hall of Fame statistics, batting 23rd, you know, number 23, 106 overall, average Hall of Famers 27th. Gray Inc., 135 batting, average Hall of Famers, 144. Hall of Fame monitor, batting 116, likely Hall of Famer 100. Hall of Fame standards, batting 29, average Hall of Famer 50. I mean, you know, come on, third base, he's 19th in terms of war, peak war, uh, all this stuff. The Jaws statistic, I mean, he is a wonderful, crazy, unbelievable baseball player. That's all there is to it. In Colorado... Were, they were so stupid in trading him. And I know what people are going to say. Well, they couldn't pay him, Mike. They couldn't. Of course they could pay him. They're a multi-million dollar and in most cases, billion dollar entity. These pro baseball teams, all these guys like the Pittsburgh Pirate owner and Kansas City and the Diamondbacks, all these guys, when they don't spend money, it's because they choose not to spend money. Now, am I saying that they have Steve Cohen money? Hell, Steinbrenner money, right? Padres money? No, I'm not. But I am saying that with the revenue sharing that has worked, it's funny, I read an article yesterday in The Athletic where somebody was like, oh, well, you wonder why there hasn't been a repeat winner in baseball since 2000 is because everybody gets injured. No. Every team has had injuries from the best team to the worst team. They've had them at the most inopportune times. They've had them at the most opportune times. Nothing to do with it. You want to tell me that a big-time playoff team lost two guys and they lost that one year? Okay, but this hasn't been going on for 8 to 10 years with different World Series winners. We're going on 25, 30-ish years here. I mean, the last repeat winner was the 2000 Yankees. You want to know why this, this has been happening? Because baseball's model, and I know football people are going to cringe when they hear this, baseball's model has worked better than football's in terms of parity. You're going, oh, any given Sunday, you're full of it. But no, I'm not full of it because, because we've had a salary cap in the NFL and the New England Patriots won six freaking Super Bowls and went to nine in the modern cap era, which is why I've always asked the question to many of my NFL people, is the salary cap more underrated or overrated? Because you can be way over the cap. You can, you know, oh, they're not going to be able to sign him. They're going to struggle in the draft to sign this person. Where's the money coming from for that person? I can't, and then all of a sudden you see like a Brandon Bean a couple years ago with the Bills restructure a bunch of deals and 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 work his magic and then sign Dawson Knox and sign all these different players you thought weren't going to come back and 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 well they tried to run the band back after 2020. Milano's back, Feliciano's back, 
all these guys are back, right? They don't have any money. Boom, they signed Von Miller. You know, they signed Von Miller like a year a year later or whatever it was, you know? <laughs> um, so the salary cap, you can cut people at any time and, and get your money. Baseball has been working because the teams that have actually spent money off the revenue share, meaning here's your threshold, Steve Cohen, Hell Steinbrenner, Padres, whoever. Here's here's where we're at, Dodgers. Here's where we're at. Okay, anything over this, you're going to get charged on the luxury tax. That money then goes into a pool. Stir that baby around. And then the money gets dispersed amongst all the teams. Now, where a lot of teams make more money than others is in the TV deals, you know, merchandise. And when you get the crowd, because you're a huge brand like the Dodgers or Yankees, the bigger the crowd, you play the numbers game. That means more beer sold, more food sold, more apparel sold, more parking sold, more. All of that goes into it, I understand. But from a pure revenue sharing standpoint, this model in baseball, when you liken, when, 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 you, when you line it up with winners, winners, you know, teams that go to the final four, the championship series, the championship games, win the pennant, win your conference, whatever sport it is. Go to the championship bracket, World Series, Stanley Cup, NBA playoffs, right? NBA finals, okay? That's what I'm getting at. Super Bowl, okay? NFL's model hasn't been as good as baseball's in terms of parity. Baseball has had major revenue sharing, okay? And the Rockies cried and cried and cried that they couldn't pay Nolan Arenado. They trade him to the Cardinals for Mateo Gill, whoever that is, Tony Losey, whoever that is, Jake Summers, whoever that is, Austin Gumber, and a Lujiris Montero. Great. The Cardinals not only stole one of the best players in baseball, but because of the way the contract is, Nolan Arenado is a Cardinal through the 2027 season, and he's making $35 million this year, next year, the year after, the year after that's 32, then it's 27, and then 15 million. This past year, he made 35. The year before that, he made 35. But here's the key. Here's the key. The Colorado Rockies, if you do the quick math, 20, 36, 41, 46, they have been paying, so they've been paying, uh, they're going to pay 51, 50, about $52 million of this contract they're going to pay to not even have them on the team. They might as well have them on the team. They paid $14.43 million. In 2021, last this past season, 2022, paid 5.57 million. They're going to pay 16 million this, 5 million next, 5 million the year after, 5 million the year after, and then uh, the contract year that was added prior to 2021, we're rolling, uh, rolling, where uh, Arenado will make uh, 15 million. You know, he makes 35, 35, 32, 27, 15. So it goes down and down and down until his age 36 season. And that contract not only lines up for him getting paid in his prime, which is fair, but it lines up where the Rockies are paying a huge chunk. The Cardinals are only responsible, I say only, $20 million. But again, when you're printing money like these teams, not that much. $20 million is all you're on the hook for for Nolan Arenado in a season. When he's putting up those numbers? I mean, come on, man. 2021, 2022? You want to pay $20 million for the production of a Nolan Arenado? I mean, that to me, that you're stealing them. I paid, they paid 5.57 last year for him. 
Again, year before that was 14.43, 2021. This past year was 16 million. So just, you know, or 5.57. This, this, this year in 2023 will be 16 million. You know, just look at 2021 and 2022. The Rockies paid 20 million bucks or so to have Nolan Arenado play for the Cardinals. To have Nolan Arenado, a top three player in the National League, you know, I mean, look, it's purse in the pudding. He was voted third in the MVP. Paid $20 million to have a guy not on your team to dish out in two years about an average of 270 batting, over 200 RBI, over 60 home runs. Um, Remarkable. Over 310 hits. (laughs) Over 75 doubles. You know? I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's it's mind-boggling. Over 150 runs scored. Man. And he is a phenom- almost 600 total bases. I mean, he is a phenomenal baseball player. Again, hits for average, hits for power. Amazing character guy in the in, in, in the clubhouse. And uh, I'm going to get more to more of Nolan Arenado next here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers. Shop the showcase today at welchjewelers.com. That's welchjewelers.com. And a tip of the cap, thank you to the Allen Angus Pub, our great friends over at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and Liverpool Physical Therapy. More Nolan Arenado appreciation coming up next on The Platter. Mike Lindsley back with you. It's an ML Sports Platter edition. Thanks for listening. Keep the downloads coming. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and a heck of a lot more. The ML Sports Platter available where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And we are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, Camillus Golf Club, Jam and Beats, and Rosie's Corner. Get on over there every single Friday for fish. And oh, we're getting into spring summer season, which means the comfort foods will come off the menu. So we got another week or two of those. So make sure you get in there. Try the Turkey Slop Tuesday. Try the Meatloaf Monday. Try the Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday. Mac and Cheese both Thursday and Friday. And, again, fish every Friday as well. Rosie's Corner in front of the Brewerton Bridge in Brewerton. If you're in and around Central New York, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. So, finally on Nolan Arenado. Again, hits for average. Hits for, po- hits for power. Amazing, amazing clubhouse guy, right? I mean, there's just not a lot to... You can't even find anything to dislike about the guy. You really can't. When you're talking about the all-time, all-time, all-time guys, and Brooks Robinson's the closest that I can think of, right, because of just how, how much these guys are vacuum cleaners at third base, here's, here's where Brooks Robinson is miles ahead of, of, of Arenado in the Hall of Fame uh, resume area, right? Uh, right now, again, the trajectory could be that Arenado reaches a lot of what Brooks has done. However, when you look at Hall of Fame resumes, you look at the Hall of Fame, the whole deal, right? There's a lot to consider, right? Where were you in your generation? Like, were you one of your generation's greatest players? Were you the best player at your position for a, a amount of time? Were you on the big stage in, in October performing and doing amazing things? Do you have hardware in both the regular season and postseason? Do you have numbers galore because it's a stat sport? Um, you know, we have to value your position. If you're a catcher or third baseman, we have to look at you different from a durability standpoint and a difficulty standpoint than we do first base or right field. That's just how it goes, okay? Brooks Robinson is miles above so many in the history of the game in all of those categories I just mentioned. He has a 78.5 war, okay? He 
has two World Series wins. He has a World Series MVP. He has an MVP. He has an All-Star MVP. He has 16 gold gloves, and he made the All-Star team, wait for it, 18 seasons out of 23 seasons. Okay? If you look at his postseason overall batting, the guy was spectacular. 303 batting average, right? 22 RBI. I mean, you know, come on, 44 hits, came up with five home runs. You know, he was a great postseason performer. Now, his OBP and his slugging and his OPS weren't through the roof amazing, but again, consider where he batted in the order and his position. That's where Nolan Arenado's got to kind of come up a little bit. He's got to get into more postseasons, and he's got to dominate because he's been a horrendous, horrendous postseason player. He's He's been in the 2017 Wild card, they lost that one gamer. Then again, it's hard in today's day and age because there's so many rounds, and I understand that. It's like when people used to bust Derek Jeter's balls about, you know, well, Yogi used to, Yogi Berry used to bust him, like, oh, that's nice. You just won your fourth ring, your fifth. Nice. I got 10. Well, yeah, but you uh, you didn't have to go through all these rounds, dude. You didn't have to go through wild card rounds and LDSs and, and frankly, LCSs. It was like a 12 team league. If you ousted the other five teams in the American League, you automatically ended up in the World Series. So those are the challenges with today's era of players. I get that. But with the Cardinals, I feel like they have a much better chance. He has a much better chance than the Rockies. And they've already been to two postseasons in his Cardinal tenure. Um, Unfortunately, one was a wild card game, lost it to the Dodgers. Philadelphia this past year, right? Lost the wild card uh, situation, best of three there. So again, he's been in the postseason one, two, three, four, five times, but he's played in three wild card series. Um, and uh, four wild card series and one uh, DS, and that was with Colorado. He has yet to play in a, in a DS uh, or CS with the Cardinals. I think this year he's going to have a really good chance. I picked the Cardinals to win the World Series. I picked him to win the MVP. But he's gotten to the playoffs, and even in these one gamers or you know a couple gamers with the wild card and all the rest. Oh, you know, yeah, he's gotten to one DS, four wild cards, and he's been horrible. He's a lifetime 152 hitter. His 143 OBP, terrible. 242 slugging, 385 OPS. Come on, man. I mean, for God's sake, he's got one homer, three RBI, and eight total bases in all these games. Not good enough. So Nolan Arenado is an amazing baseball player. I love watching him play. He's must-see TV every single time. Not necessarily at the plate, but more so in the field. However, if his Hall of Fame trajectory is going to get up and over that hurdle where we cement him in and say there's no doubt about it, he must have that success in the postseason. ML Sports Platter, appreciating Nolan Arenado. Thanks again for the listen, and as I always pass along to you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.